0: I'm not the, the bird. Wait, I'm who good people bird. Wait, the guy you keep in touch with, bird. Say what I want, cause I got the right to. Even if it's wrong, I say it in the right way, and I don't give a f- about your wrong
1: thoughts. Heart's in the right place. That ain't wrong, right? Right? Right?
0: Right? Hey yo, hey yo. Uh, we're gonna relentlessly chase perfection in the absence of fame, cause he got shit to do. This is the Bird Bird Podcast, episode thirty-eight, and it's a special edition. It's me on the A mic. C-Mill on the A mic with Maddie on the B yep. mic. That's what I'm talking about. Just, uh, How you feel without this nigga fame, Maddie? I don't
1: know. It's the first time. This shit is about to be lit. It's a cherry popper.
0: It is. It's a cherry popper. I'm popping my Maddie's cherry. All right? Her B mic cherry on this one. You know what I'm saying? Because this is an A and B thing. We're going to do this. It is. Tango nice. and Cash. Turner and Hooch. You know what I'm saying? Cracking in tubs You are sick No, no We gonna do this Um we but I. Yeah, fame is stuck Traveling at the moment Cause you know Flights are real limited We living in different times It's been a couple of weeks Since we've been off But uh I, I'm just happy to be back Behind the mic And back in the studio Me
1: too I actually just
0: time. I actually just got back From COVID country Uh, Georgia You know what I mean I didn't go out and party Like everybody else does On the gram And on Facebook But you were out Um I went bit. to my nephew's fight Okay Yeah, that was it And we all had masks on you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I wasn't about to be up in there with no mask. Right. Like, it, it was all them people there. And we stood off to the edge. And it was partially outdoors. Okay. So it was mostly outdoors, actually. The only thing covered was the octagon. Okay. So we stood off in the edge and all that. And like I said, I was around a bunch of people who get constant testing for their jobs. So right. Yeah, it was good. It was we good. Made
1: it easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. My nephew lost the championship fight by decision. But it was good to see that journey that he got. Right. Because he's fairly new to the sport, and he fought somebody really experienced, so he knows what he has to do to get over the top.
1: Next time. He That's got it. it.
0: I told him, yo, no losses, just lessons. Exactly. Because he was, he was really let down that he lost in front of family that came to visit. I don't get to come down often, and my dad, his grandfather, doesn't get to really come down much at all. You know, but he was really pumped up to make it happen, and it didn't happen. He lost by decision. Right. But I told him, like, yo, like, this is fighting. It's not like basketball. It's not like football. No one else is out there with you. And honestly, like, fighting is the hardest thing to do. It is. So, you know, I told him no losses, just lessons. And um, I'm proud of him, man.
1: I'm sure he was happy to have you guys there, regardless. No,
0: he definitely was. Yeah. But you know what I wasn't happy about was the ticket prices. Yeah, we were supposed sure to have way. a VIP table, and we all paid $150 piece. Oh, wow. And we didn't even get our VIP table, so we waiting on refunds from the promoter.
1: What did it include?
0: Uh, it was supposed to include like like food and drink and all that. And y'all didn't
1: get any of that. So
0: here's the bullshit. Saturday it was a vicious southern rainstorm. If you ever li- you lived in the south, yeah, you know when it rains down there, it's it different. never just drizzles. Right. It's just like yo, it, it pours. It's hard ass rain. Exactly. They had to cancel it that night because the the ring was getting wet. And he would. I felt like that affected him too because they had to push the fight, his fight, which was one of the main events, till the next day. So I think that affected him. But we didn't get our table because we were there the next day. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't have... It just wasn't the same setup. It was Since it was a postponement... Right.
1: It was different. They,
0: and, and they did the nut-ass shit like, yo, we're going to let everyone in free tomorrow. People came from out of town to see their
1: friends, relatives, and all that. Wow. That's
0: bullshit. But,
1: you know, it is what Running it is. Running my money. I didn't get what I paid for. Yeah, more. I'm going to
0: stay on my sister about that because she was the one that organized it. But I don't, I don't mind spending money. For family and people that I love, right? You know what I'm saying. So it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket for the experience, and you know, knowing that before we leave this earth, we spent that time together. Yeah. So that's what's up. But how has your last couple of weeks been? Fucked up. Yeah. What's going on, Maddie? You don't have to get into full detail. I respect everyone's medical privacy. They're HIPAA. I respect HIPAA.
1: Um, I haven't been on here in two weeks. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Maybe two weeks. So my cat. Disappear. I think my dad killed her, but he won't say that. Okay. Um, I went to a memorial, and he had fed them before I got back, so I wasn't really looking for him when I came home. And then the next morning, I went to feed her, and sis ain't come out, so I started panicking.
0: So every good investigator searches for a motive. What I want to know is, are you able to identify a possible motive for the crime?
1: If he killed her, it was. An accident. Okay. But he won't admit to it. But like I feel some type of way because most times when cats get out, they come back. None of my animals have ever gotten out. So I don't really know how it works. But everybody that I've spoken to has said that they come back. I didn't put her bed out, food out. I put a trap out. Trap somebody else's cat, just not mine. Yeah. And... She hasn't showed up. I asked him. He said he didn't do it.
0: So, in the absence of your cat, did you keep the other person's cat?
1: No, I let that motherfucker go.
0: Oh, you should have kept a cat. No. Oh, okay.
1: I couldn't tell if it was a wild cat or somebody else's cat that had gotten out. But the only reason I caught him is because he smelled the food. Oh, no. Once okay. he went into the trap, the bitch closed.
0: Damn. So so you think your dad killed the cat on accident? Like Like, little bleach in the water when he thought it was like... That
1: would make more sense than her running away. Because if she ran away, it means she jumped off my balcony, which that doesn't make any sense. All
0: right, so I'm thoroughly investigating because I'm very experienced with pets in my life. Um, so is this a fully grown cat?
1: She's one.
0: She's one. Oh, yo, you know what? There might have been a, like a raccoon. Or some sort of badger or a groundhog, you know, we got those dad around picked here. Picked her up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Off, yeah. My, off my my balcony.
0: No, but you're. Uh, what is or it? Outside. Second floor. Second floor. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's tough. Your yeah, your dad might have committed a, a a party foul and try to cover it up.
1: Like, just tell me, you got me out here looking for these cats. I didn't put up flyers, posted on all these freaking lost pet Facebook pages. Sent them to the vets.
0: So I've been watching a lot of like mafia shows and mafia movies. Are you missing any area rugs that he may have rolled the cat up in and where he no. killed it? Oh, okay. Because that's what they no. do. When people kill people, especially by accident, they, they got to cover it up. up. They roll them up in whatever rug they killed them in. When
1: she was little. He probably just threw her ass in the trash bag. No, him. Damn. I know that's fucked yo, up. Yo, that's
0: that's not lit. Yo. It's not. Uh, Pop, Papa Marty, yo, that's foul. You know what I'm foul saying? Foul
1: as fuck. I told him, I said, don't wait like 10 years from now and then you tell me.
0: Yo, we're not going to put his name out there, but that's foul Tony? as Tony Tony, Tony, yo, you got some explaining to do, Tony. <laughs> damn, yo.
1: And then to top that off, I went in to uh, get a procedure done, and the uh-huh. hospital damn near killed me.
0: Yeah, yeah, infection, so, right? Yeah, yeah, bacteria is, is a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, and it can happen to anybody. Literally. Yeah. Like I know people who were just lifting weights and got like meningitis and shit like that and almost checked out. It is wild with the with the infections. And Anytime it can happen something
1: very quickly.
0: Right, right. And it's more than neosporin, so.
1: Right. So if you feel bad, go get looked at. I thought I was fine though, like Yeah. At first. Okay. But I went in for uh the procedure Friday and Saturday I was in so much pain. Like, I, you think I can't walk now? I couldn't walk. I couldn't sit. Mm. And it was just like excruciating pain. They gave me coding. It was not working. And I was like, something's wrong. So when I went back for wound care on Sunday, I wasn't even there 15 minutes before they admitted me.
0: See, coding is fun, but it doesn't really work all that well. For
1: pain. I don't yeah. think anything really works for pain for me. I Perks. have a
0: high threshold. So yeah. I just did yeah.
1: They gave me morphine in the hospital, though. The one time they gave me, like, morphine in pill form,
0: I took it after a knee surgery, and I was like, do y'all even do this normally? I took it, and the the ceiling, I was laying in bed, right? The ceiling looked like liquid, and I felt like I was touching it, and the water was, like, rippling. It's
1: like...
0: I was hallucinating.
1: It's not okay. No,
0: it's not. So I was like, yo, I'm not taking this shit no more, and I threw up everything my mom tried to feed me at the time. So I was like, yo, I'm not fucking with morphine, I just thugged it. With the knee surgery, I just ate it. I was just dealing with it.
1: I didn't feel like that, but I felt like there were chemicals being placed in my body. I felt weird. Like, I could tell when they put it in the IV.
0: Listen, man, they sell this shit to these doctors and they got to move this shit. They got to move product, yo. Drugs is drugs, whether it's right, illegal yeah. or legal. They have to move the product.
1: You know Not what I mean? in me. I told them. I said, I don't, I don't know if I want to take that. Like, I'm in pain and I thugged it out since Friday. So I was like, let me think about it. But I think they just wanted me to be comfortable since I was going to be admitted and I was going to have to like, I guess you're sitting in a bed. You're not really laying. So I agreed to it. All right. On, Small a,
0: on a scale of one to 10, how much better are you feeling now than you were when you first had the inf- infection?
1: Oh, God. Like. Probably like a, a nine. Okay, so this vast
0: improvement right now.
1: It is. I still have a hole in my body. Like, they didn't stitch it up. Oh, well, yeah, you
0: can't until it's, you know, the infection's gone, right?
1: Well, that's the other part of it. So I went to follow up with my primary this week, and mm-hmm. she wants me to meet with a surgeon because she said she feels like when I come off of the antibiotics, the way that it's healing, it's going to come back.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they might have to do some grafting and take so- some tissue from elsewhere and... Apply it. But you know what? You know, on the road to recovery, just trust in God. This That's is just it. a
1: fucked up time. Like it COVID is. is rising again. I don't want to be in the hospital with these people.
0: You know what, though? I, the death rate is lower. So people should be encouraged by that.
1: Well, Because even, they're
0: finally realizing that, you, you, you know, there's better ways to treat than what yeah, they were but doing.
1: Being one, I don't want to be by myself. Like, no, when you know, when COVID's going on, nobody could really visit. I think they've been more lenient since it dropped and allowing people to come cuz like my friend came up there cuz he was like I don't want you to be by yourself since they are going to medicate you just in case you miss something or they do something fucked up like you need somebody up there to advocate for you. So if it starts rising by the time I I need surgery, I might be in that bitch by myself.
0: You're never alone, you're with God. You got Jesus with you.
1: He is all the time. But exactly. I need a physical person who gonna speak on my behalf. Jesus ain't here to speak.
0: Well, since famous the show, he can be there. He ain't doing shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Fame ain't got a new he job. Did ask then nigga ain't got no job. Come up there. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, he should come up there. Fame is a a real heartfelt guy. I don't think people understand that. Like, I think Fame is a lot softer, and he has a lot more caring spirit than he lets on. Yeah. You know what I mean? He tries to hide behind his masculinity a lot, and we could talk about uh, fragile male masculinity today since Fame is not here. <laughs> let's right. let's delve deep into like the psychology of fame.
1: I don't think it's a fame thing. I think it's a man thing. It is. Y'all are single fame since he's not here.
0: We are. We are. Which is
1: fucking trash. So I had this
0: debate last night and women were talking about like relationships and how guys go about it. And I was just recounting like all of the bad ideas that I had and that it took me 30 something years to realize that I had some really fucked up ideas that I was operating by. And I don't think women really understand the pressure. You know what I'm saying? That men are under. Like, we understand the pressure that women are under. But I, don't I don't think, think you do
1: either. Huh? I don't think we understand each other.
0: And that's it, because we think differently. Right, right. We try to reach logical conclusions. We're like, look, if I do A, then I will achieve B. Women are like, why would you do that? Because that affects me. And we're like, yo, we weren't thinking about that. We were thinking about the end result. All that other shit, you know, that's we didn't compute that because we don't... You know, we didn't consider your emotions because we're not emotional creatures. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? We're logical. We we, we press forward. You know what I mean? Who, like, I always wonder, like, why the fuck do we build monuments and shit, right? Like, why did men design? Like, what do we do this for other than to say we did that shit, right?
1: Yeah, there is, I'm like- pretty
0: sure there was some women around, like, so what the fuck does the Statue <laughs> of Liberty do? And you're like, oh, well, that shit is some fly shit. Like, that's why I did it. You know what I mean?
1: I, I guarantee you There's a woman answer it
0: is it's like yo i mean it's just show them other dudes that we can build this shit we do things that women don't understand you know what i mean and then sometimes when we realize that we've been doing this for all that time it's hard to break that cycle you know because then you begin to alienate your male friends you begin to look at other male friends like what the fuck am i doing around you you've been an idiot the whole time and i looked up to you you know you look at your old heads like yo you really weren't shit
1: a little bit slow
0: we cuz our frontal lobes harden years after That's women's do so it is look I, I, like my example last night was men are designed to live significantly shorter lives than women we designed tackle football and at first we didn't have helmets we just went out and played we designed bare knuckle boxing to and we didn't even think about women like like nobody was thinking about getting women or anything or making money we were just like hey Like, let's figure out who's the strongest by who can survive more concussions. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is the male mindset. That is We are not designed to live as long as women are. That's why we leave the kids with y'all. You know what I mean? Because like, yo, we might not make it. You know what I'm saying? till the the, children become adults. Because we skateboard, we fucking skydive, we go base jumping. We do a lot of nut ass shit. And I be trying to tell women like, yo, there's something in us that keeps us trying to um, defy death at every turn. And I don't think we get credit for like the things we go through, you know what I mean? And what's inside of us. The nature of us. Because
1: most of y'all don't talk about it.
0: We don't. We drag race but on like, tight
1: streets. Even even if someone asks you to like break down your feelings, y'all don't talk about it. Like I'm Be- good.
0: Because we don't think about it. I when I went out to play tackle football and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm fucking hurting today. Like my ankle's bad, my shoulders bad, my neck hurts. I wouldn't think about my feelings. I'm thinking like, these niggas can't see me bitching. You didn't think about your future, like
1: how my body may feel in fucking 15 years? No,
0: we don't think about that because the word feel, that didn't come into play. It's like, look, I'm hurting, but I'm all right because niggas see me as all right. So I got to stay like that.
1: But it's weird. I feel like y'all strategically think about certain things like 5, 10, 15 years from now when it comes to like money and certain things. Women think about everything right now. That's not all men. In terms of- That is,
0: actually, I think that's the lower percentage of men. Really? Which is why America's a debt economy. Think about it. The men who built America built it off debt. They say borrow against your future self (laughs) so you can live today and impress people. That's how our economy is built. You borrow against your future. You're always going to make more money in the future than you were in the past. But we borrow against our future, to get things today that women like. I, I, I guarantee you this. We would not buy sports cars or live in actual houses if women didn't appreciate that shit. I would live in a box on the street. I'd be in no, Skid Row in California. You sound
1: like my dad. No, you would not. Listen, listen. No, you wouldn't. I've done
0: stranger things for strange. I'm trying to tell you. I, I like, ew, and that's why I, try, I just want women to understand.: How about some people that. just want comfort? Listen, comfort to a man is different. Yo, that air mattress, that's a comfortable fucking Nigga, contraption. No, not, not the air mattress is, is, is ergonomically designed.
1: By who? Whoever designed I it, some man. for a couple of weeks. That shit is not comfortable. Listen,
0: I'm telling you, a lot of men would be sleeping on air mattresses if women didn't have something to say or if women wouldn't criticize them for it. They would, we would be sleeping on air mattresses and be like, yo, we thugging. Every man's first apartment. I mean, I, I wish L had a mic, but I'm pretty sure his first apartment was bare naked. Motherfucker had a PlayStation Two and, 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 and a hand me down TV stand. First apartment
1: you have to build; like you're not gonna have everything at one time. And every I understand man's that. first
0: place is his favorite place ever. I live in a Yo, the where I live now is a thousand times nicer than my first apartment, but I will never ever have the same feeling that I had as my first apartment because I know most of that shit in there, it's because I feel like I have to have it. I feel like I have to have it. It's the pressure of making more money, of achieving more, of dealing with a higher class of women that forces me to have to put art on the wall. I don't really want art. I mean, I like art, but I like it in museums, and I like to go see it and have other people pay for this shit. Where
1: do you find these women? Like, I've, These are nice women, I have but gone, I have to yeah, But I've never gone into a man's house or apartment and was like, oh, this nigga ain't got art on his... On his walls. I have one picture hanging up that I just hung up and I've been there fucking 3 years. Marty,
0: life is a competition.
1: And sometimes you got to, you know, No. You, know, you look. As you got to be better than that. This shit the last is clean. Guy. We not sitting in fucking folding chairs. But that took the right there. Right there. I would
0: love to have folding chairs in my living room cuz I could just fold them up and put them up against the wall. But I got to have couches cuz you need a couch.
1: But they're not comfortable like Marty, all I have is,
0: I have an Xbox and a TV. I could play that in a folding chair.
1: Okay, could that what, for if, hours what if you wanted to cuddle in the living room and watch a movie?
0: No, you cuddle on my air mattress.
1: In the living room or your bedroom? No,
0: you go to the bedroom where the air mattress is. <laughs>
1: if in the ideal world.
0: Because I could minimize, you know, I could minimize my output if and you maximize had a logical explanation
1: for that and your house was clean, I'd be like, you cheap as fuck, but I dig it.
0: Oh, minimalist, like, right? Yeah I, that, yeah, I can yeah. dig it,
1: but it would have to be just a logical explanation like this. This is why I'm doing it. Not because I mean I just don't want this stuff, but I'm doing it because of this. Like, I don't like my dad. He's like that. He's in the military. So he's always like, I don't need a bunch of stuff. I hate stuff. I could sleep on a cot and have fucking books yeah. in a room. To me, I don't want to sleep in a box on a cot with just books. And I don't have a whole bunch of stuff in my apartment, but it feels like home.
0: I lived in a projects in Atlanta. It felt like home. Like there were bums outside in the the dumpster throwing cans out and taking everything out and it was noise all the time. And that apartment was shitty, but it felt like home. And I've never had the same feeling. It was yours though. It was yours. That's what matters. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just hate that I had to upgrade things to upgrade other things. And that's the thing. Like it's the pressure, yo. It's the pressure. Sometimes Women will y'all like, put
1: more pressure on yourselves than is needed. Because all my friends ain't listen. never hear nobody Maddie. complain like he don't got this, he don't got that. As long as your shit is clean, because some men are dirty as fuck.
0: Marty, men are results based. Like we, you're no. saying, we're putting pressure, but you know, like when you playing a dude one on one in basketball, you ain't beat this nigga 19 times, and you got to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? And the results, you know, the results dictate that you switch up what you're doing and change your plan of attack. And that's what I. That's what we gotta do. You know, Why you can't get better you results.
1: Have a nice apartment based off what you like versus what you feel like we want. I mean, look, I don't do shit based off what the fuck y'all want. I give a fuck yeah if you don't like what you gain you are not for me
0: yeah i mean look i took time on my decor like i want you to know i got class so i, I everything in my spot is for me so like i is from my mind it's very modern it's post-modern actually like i'm on some american psycho type shit oh you ever see his crib on american psycho no. yo l you seen american psycho right oh you never oh yo it's a great movie christian bell but i'm saying like i'm living like I'm trying to go Gordon Gecko a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But updated version. But what I'm saying is like, if, if there were no reward for it, I wouldn't do it.
1: So you're not keep doing that money it in my for pocket. you. You're I'll doing it- i probably buy beer. So what if you were to end up single? Huh? What if you were to end up single, you were never to get married, you would never have kids, and you have to move somewhere else. You would never decorate if I'm your- the
0: 55 year old single guy, and I really have no desire to pursue any women, and I just want to chill all day, trust me, it's going to be straight baronet. I might live in a, a cabin like Grizzly Adams. Like, for real. I just might be cutting wood to chew on all day. Like, oh I would goodness. be on some super basic shit. I would have one channel that shows Even football. though you
1: already have all this decor at your, your current place, I would have one channel,
0: and it would be NFL Network.
1: You can't even do that.
0: Yo, what do you mean? I'm pretty sure you can. not It probably just cost a lot. But I, I, would, I would just literally just do whatever the fuck. I would want to do, and that I would never, you know, have company or anything like that. I would just chill, yo. I'm gonna be one of them simplistic older guys if I end up single like that. I'm hoping I don't, though.
1: You won't. I was just asking.
0: Oh, okay. I'm hoping I won't. Like I'll be telling people I'm looking for love, and hopefully in the right places.
1: Yeah. Apparently, I'm not. Looking you're for not love looking for love in the right places. So what's wrong?
0: Like, how come you're not looking for love in the right places? Like, what are these wrong places?
1: I just, I don't know. COVID has really put a damper on a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if it's something that I'm doing, something that I need to fix within myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's either I'm really fucking cold hearted and somebody's really feeling me and I'm not really feeling them or I'm really feeling somebody who's like partially feeling me, but I can't really decipher if it's like a strong liking or like they just tolerate me, I don't know. You ever There's thought about no just linking
0: up with somebody just a few times and not having no expectations? And just, I don't
1: never have expectation of these niggas, never.
0: Oh, Or like, yo, just get up with him, right? I, I, I'm going to make a suggestion, right? Just get up with a motherfucker like four or five times and then see if he starts to do more. And if you start to want to do more for him.
1: Do more in terms of what?
0: Like if he starts to plan more things, if he starts to want to spend more time with you, if he starts to set the the table for you as far as like y'all having outings and going places. So
1: I told you about the dentist. Yeah. There's no attraction.
0: Oh yeah, you're just not into the motherfucker.
1: Yeah, but he but wants somebody to you're do- into, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh,
0: well that that's the problem. See, that's a difference too. I don't think women really decent women don't date men they're not into. Right? And they don't really they're not really into continuing to date women that uh, men they're not into. Right. But a man will date a woman he's not into. Oh,
1: of course.
0: Because he's thinking logic, he's results based. He just wants one result. And who knows what that is? Yeah, I can't. It do might that just shit. be paying for companionship like a sugar daddy or it could be somebody just doing what he's doing and hoping that she give him some pity sex. You know what I'm saying for all not his I effort and I said the work.
1: dog. I'm not doing I'm that shit. I'm just saying that's
0: another difference in how men and women think. This is a discussion I had very recently with women and that shit went left.
1: And the people I attract is like is either people I don't want. Niggas that are young as hell. Niggas that have a lot of baggage. Mhm. It's not very... Niggas with mad kids? NWK? Niggas with kids? Mad kids, separated. They say they're separated, but they're fucking married. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's messy. I feel you. I don't have time. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with any of that. So I don't really look. I got you. You have to see, though. I'm going to try it out, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But there's a movie on Netflix called Holiday. And basically, you have a date. For every holiday, you can bring the same person, you can bring different people. But In the movie, uh, the main character, the second guy...
0: hmm Holiday.
1: Yeah. The, okay. Well, I guess it was the first guy. She hadn't been bringing anybody around.
0: Is this white people in this movie? It is yes, white people. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that, But though.
1: it was funny. It she's was, like, all, she's funny. She's All That
0: is one of my favorite movies. Really? Yeah, I was rooting for Lainey Boggs. And Freddie Prince the whole time. I love She's I All that. I think you
1: would like it. Oh, okay. I think you 10 Things like I Hate it. About it's, You, that's it's another funny.
0: one. That's a funny movie. Easy A, too. I was talking about Easy A with somebody today. That was one of my shits, too. That's a good movie. But Holiday, we're going to check that out and you, check back yeah, in Yeah, watch week.
1: it and you let me know. But she ended up with the dude who she was holidaying. Oh, okay, okay. But all it's right. no expectations. Like, you show up. My only issue... But that is, I don't bring people around my family. Like, I really have to be into you for you to come around my family.
0: That is true. I don't be letting uh, people, like, just uh, pop into my life.
1: That shit is weird. Like, motherfuckers just
0: be wanting to para- parachute into your family life. Why and, is that? I want to meet your mother. Like, nah, don't, nah. You got to relax, all right? We're going to go to Red Lobster, and then we're going to, you know what I'm saying, or some other restaurant, and we'll go out for drinks. And maybe the third or fourth time, if we're really liking each other, then I'll bring you around mom and pop. Only three or four
1: times, Chris? I mean, but my
0: dates be, like, well-rounded. So these be, like, quality times. No, dates.
1: you got to be my nigga before you meet my parents. I used to be a lot more
0: stringent on that, but it might just be a stop-by. It don't really be, like, sit down and eat dinner with oh. the parents. Yeah, it might just be like, hey, I got to stop by and pick something up. But, yo, I want to introduce you to... You know X Y Z, and then they like, oh, hi, how to meet you? How long y'all been dating? No, a couple weeks, you know. Blah, blah, blah. And then I let my mom say something inappropriate. And then I check her, and then you know, what I mean, everything is cool after that. No,
1: I need like, six my mom ain't got months. no filter.
0: Yeah. Oh, six months.
1: Yeah, like, how often have you dated and it not worked out? Shit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. what if like everybody you was feeling and they met your family? Yeah, but all also out of all the women I've dated. Let's say
0: it's a hundred, right? Just for a nice round number. Maybe three have met my parents. It's a oh, very, it's okay. like 3% so of the take time.
1: everybody No, home that you
0: no, do. no, no. <laughs> I don't even be trying to give up that much personal information. Okay. I don't even want people to know the same town I live from because we're, we're from a town of haters. Right? And somebody, they might not even know about how you are personally, but if they don't fuck with you, they gonna kick your back yeah. in. There's a lot of niggas out here that'll say some foul shit about other dudes. They
1: will. You know,
0: they would be like, yo, yo, uh, oh, you messing with Chris? The nigga shot 12 minutes. You know what I mean? They'll just make up anything. And I'll just be like, oh, here the fuck we go. Or they'll be like, oh, watch out for him. He's a jokester. I'm like, what is, like, why you gotta say that in such a negative sense? You know what I'm yeah, saying?
1: joking is not. bad thing. But niggas
0: say it at a time they know it'll resonate with women in a negative way. they are like, watch out for him. He's a little funny guy on the low. And I'm like, yo, what you mean by that? (laughs) Like, I've heard that, and I've heard I've gotten dirty, Mac. But I'm proud to say none of the niggas have ever deterred my success. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, weapons that are formed against me usually don't prosper.
1: None
0: of it. You know what I'm saying? Just don't be prospering like that, yo. We don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, it's a very important day in two days. We all we already know the that one-third of this podcast is voting for Trump.
1: One-third? You know that for sure? I know. Fam is voting for Trump. Get the fuck out of here. You ever notice he tried
0: to push that that uh, Trump narrative on us, and then he never came back to it. <laughs> and now we're at the election, and he doesn't show up to this show. I'm starting to feel like he's running. Fam, you're know you a Trump supporter. I think he is, because Lil Wayne just supported Trump. They called yeah, 50 out there. Wild. 50 was stirring a pot and they backed his ass down. You know what I mean? Like, remember, Chelsea Handler came for him. And 50's a pot stirrer. I, I, I was disappointed that people couldn't read through it because he's his whole MO is shenanigans. Because
1: it's annoying. He has nothing to do. Like, nigga, go make a beat. Go make go another fucking movie. Like, I don't
0: think I want to hear 50 make a God, beat. God,
1: me neither. Yeah. But like, I don't want to hear this nigga always starting stuff either.
0: Yeah, he be bugging. He'd be bugging. It's
1: annoying.
0: Yeah, but like he he said he was talking about the tax rate, and that turned out to be bullshit because it's like, yeah, you're rich, but that that's not really gonna affect your lifestyle. Though.
1: Did you vote already?
0: I already voted. You I voted did. early, and I dropped it in the um the 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 ballot box. They have special drop boxes for people.
1: I didn't vote yet, okay. but I still have my ballot. But if you do want to mail in your ballot in the state of New Jersey, I don't know about everywhere else. You have till eight p.m. on the third to drop it in one of those local boxes.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, and right now we're recording on Sunday. This will be out tomorrow, so you have until 8 p.m. Monday night. So if y'all hear this, y'all better run like wait, head of state.
1: today's the second?
0: Yeah, today's the second. I, no, no, today's the first. Nigga,
1: I was about to say, so, wait a minute, Tuesday oh, the yeah, third. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tuesday is
0: the third. All right, because I'm thinking usually elections fall on the fourth for some reason. I don't know why November 4th just rings it's in election time. It's like, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. That's how it rang. But- I'm I, I saying, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like the tide is turned against Trump? I do, but I'm cautiously optimistic. What about you?
1: I don't know. What's making me nervous is I saw a video of them boarding up DC. Yeah. What the fuck are they planning for?
0: Uh, is it going to
1: go south either way? Whoever the fuck wins? I think in some
0: places, it's going to go south either way. But I think if Trump loses, it's going to go even further south. Oh,
1: my God. I don't even have a gun yet.
0: Marty, <laughs> you can get a gun. Trust me. You live in an area. I know where you live because you're in this area. A shotgun. Call me. I'll get you a guy. Because I told people, that whole situation, that whole scenario, people are like, oh, Chris, that's why you got your legal firearm. In that sort of situation, anything I shoot you with, I'm not keeping. That shit's going in the river after I finish you. Right. So I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not registering for shit because I don't even want you. I don't even want the law to know that I discharged a weapon. Right. And in your fucking forehead because you want to be a stupid ass Trump supporter. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) That I emptied a clip and your dumb ass Ford F650 or whatever the fuck you drive. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous, Monty, because at the end of the day, and we talk about Black Lives Matter and our condition in this country. Anything that happens. And the fallout from the, the decisions that have been made have been made by white supremacy. Right. So you know what? If we got to start something new, then fuck it. Let's start something new. The other day I posted an article. So Elon Musk said when he starts his colony on Mars, because you know they're doing that shit within like 10 years. He was like, yo, we're not following the laws of the land or California like they were planning. We're going to start something new. It's going to be a new system of government. And I said, yeah, because why would you adopt some shit that already doesn't work right. for everybody? You know what I'm saying? And and y'all going to be out there. We can't come help y'all. Exactly. Y'all get a wildfire on Mars. You're fucked. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You out of here. So (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I'm all for like, yo, like let's, if we got to do something new, then let's do it. Like that's how I am. And then I'm a firm believer in God. What is written shall be done.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? I believe we have free will to a certain extent, but the, the, some of our decisions eventually send us in a direction that we can't turn away from.
1: I was reading. Oh, maybe I wasn't reading. It was a video. And it was talking about how we live in a simulation. And that shit had me thinking while I was in the hospital. I'm like, what if that was real? Like, what if all this, well, clearly in the Bible it says all this was written before us anyway. But like everything that's altered like was a simulation. Like we have no control over anything, even though we vote. We have no control over who really See, your really third eye wins. is open and I'm digging that. Like,
0: I'm digging that. Let's get there. So but, uh, if that
1: stresses me out because I have anxiety.
0: But why would it stress you out? If you're already in the simulation, you should just do what you do. Continue to operate. But then what if we aren't? What if we aren't? I mean, Madi, you make decisions every day that directly affect the outcome, right? That's and so- all the simulation is is a given data set that's run over and over again right. on its own. So, yeah, like- there's going to be a certain way you're going to respond to anything, so that's always half true. We are in a simulation. Like if a if a bear, if I get into a fist fight with a bear, I'm going to die. You see what he I'm might saying? Not though. Okay, or I'm going to be horribly Fucked injured. up. It's going to happen, whatever way it's supposed to happen, right. because that's what the circumstances dictate. So, like, I play a lot of like computer games over the years, like mm-hmm. civilization, SimCity. I'm really like a nerdy dude when it comes to that because I like to simulate real life. Those are simulations. I control cities. I control whole civilizations, Sim Earth. I control the entire world and watch it grow from the beginning of the world all the way to the point where the world destroys itself. And I can play with the parameters and see what'll happen if I change this government to this and then start a war with these people. Like I can see that because they're only gonna respond a limited number of ways. Right. Humans are only gonna respond a limited number of ways the things around them so that's why we live in the societies that we do and it's, it's usually dictated uh, by the societies we live in and how they're structured
1: right
0: so when we talk about a simulation i mean you're already kind of simulated you're who you are when you step off the porch you're either gonna fight or flight you're gonna respond or not respond to certain things so at that point i'm just like all i can do is keep being me and just try to be my smartest self that's it that's it, my. That's it. But that is crazy to think that, like, what if we're inside of like a giant computer and we're just, we think I we're living by barbecue? I think that
1: when I was like five, when I would play with Barbies. Really? Yes.
0: So you play with Barbies thinking about the Matrix before the Matrix was a thing.
1: Yes. Like just okay. playing Let's with things and playing pretend. And I'm like, I control when they sleep, when they eat, if they have babies. Have you ever played The Sims? I don't think so. The Sims is just
0: like that. My but mom be into that shit. Yeah. And then you can control the, every aspect of their life. Give them a pet. Give them a job.
1: It was it was really popular like a while ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, my mom was Maybe into Maybe I it. had. Maybe like in college or something. But I don't think it was like a continual thing. But it's still out. Yeah. I still can play it. Right. Can you play it on your phone? Yeah, you can play it on your phone. You can do anything. Really? Like, yeah. I'm going to have to look
0: it That's up. That's wild that you had those thoughts as a little girl, though. Like, your third eye was way... That's why way...
1: F- bad anxiety now. Like,
0: So your anxiety comes from like the way your mind abstracts different ideas.
1: Yeah. That's wild, yo. And my mom, she used to tell me like, Maria, worry about being a kid. I used to ask her all the time, like, how will I pay bills? How will I find a job? How do you do this? And she was just like, you're fucking five.
0: That's fucking horrible, Maddie.
1: I know. But I think honestly. You wanted to pay
0: bills as a kid? No,
1: but I just wanted to know how. So when it came time, I wasn't like you know, left out in the wilderness trying to figure out the fuck out myself. But I think my thinking or my in-depth thinking came from my mom's mental illness because how that affected my life, I don't want to say it made me grow up fast. In some areas it did, but it made me think about things that people would not normally plan for at that age.
0: So you feel like your mom's uh, mental illness created an idea of like one day I'm going to have to be dependent on self. Right. So I need this information to press forward. Right. Oh, that's, a, that's very interesting. And I think a lot of children actually do deal with that. They you know what I'm do. Saying? Even in more extreme circumstances. Even if they
1: can't even put it into words, they're, yeah. they're thinking about it. Like, oh, I got to make sure I have food or yeah. how do you schedule doctor's appointments? Like,
0: like I can't trust the current structure as is. Correct. Like, I need to figure something out. Right, for and myself yeah.
1: later on. But it's, it's kind of fucked up my life. Because I'm always living like 20 steps ahead of where I should be instead of living in the moment. I think
0: you'd be real good talking to youth who are going, like troubled
1: youth. Yeah. To
0: understand that anxiety because a lot of people, a lot of things we see and we call people troubled youth and things like that. But that, that's their response to the anxiety. Right. They're just going to go out there and respond to it. Right. Because they have a limited number of responses because they have, a limited, they have limited information. They do. Information is power. And I think you could you could definitely help some people out. Have yeah. you ever thought about writing about this? You ever had a blog? No. Yo, I, blogs used to be the shit.
1: They, I think they still are to some extent. Yeah. I know I thought about doing a documentary for um, children who suffer from a parent or um, a guardian who has a mental illness. Because people uh-huh. don't really talk about that and how it affects the kids. And I, I tell my dad all the time, when my mom would have her episodes, telling a seven-year-old, your mom is sick. Okay, she has a cold or her stomach hurts. Not, she's mentally sick in her mind and she cannot help you at this time. So for years, when she would get sick, I'd be like, oh, my mom's sick. Wouldn't think anything of it. She would go to the hospital or she would stay with my grandparents. and We would go visit her. And I could not decipher when she was in these episodes. Yeah. And that was the other scary part. When I did start to see the change, I was never scared of my mom. But like, I've been preparing for her to die since I was 12 because she Damn. just would disappear for weeks. And I would be like, I'll probably never see her again.
0: That's deep. It's
1: fucked up.
0: It is. It is. And and that's a, that's a tough thing to go through. But you responded a certain way. Right. So that goes back to that idea of simulation. You were never going to respond any other way because of the circumstances that were laid out before you and who you were intrinsically. Right. So you're, you were already, in a sense, programmed. But it's fucked up. Your mind had a certain software.
1: I can't even change that. And I feel like me going through that has affected relationships because most people say that I don't really get excited about anything. And I live in an autopilot state. Like, I don't get excited. If it happens, it happens. If it, it doesn't, it doesn't. But because of me having to plan for my mother's death, and that feeling of fear, yeah. I can't live in fear all the time. So I rather just not feel anything and go about life. And then if good things happen, they happen. If they don't, they just fucking don't.
0: So there's sort of a detachment that eliminates a sort of optimism that people would like to see from you. Yes. Because they just don't really, you know, I mean, they can't they can't um uh they can't understand why you're not so optimistic. Right. And I, yeah, that is a problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I do think though, and you do talk to somebody about this, right?
1: Oh, I do. I have a therapist, but it's like people need to understand when you were brought up in something, whatever the issue is, is not going to change in months. It may take years. Yeah, it's it take may never time. happen. Yeah. You may see like gradual changes, but it's like the people who really know me, like my friends, they can tell when I'm excited or happy about something. I'm not that bitch like, oh my God. I'll never be that.
0: Yeah, see, I had to reevaluate one of the things I had because I was always standoffish with people.
1: Okay. Because
0: like like my brothers and sisters were rough on me growing up. I was the youngest of six. And they all used to beat my ass, right? So then when I went out in the street, I was okay to fight everybody. But then I like also I was undersized. So I had a lot of people approaching me, trying to fight. So, I basically willed myself into becoming this person that doesn't back down at any moment. And then I, it also caused me to not trust people, too. Yeah. So, I would always fire off and I was hot headed, very short fuse and stuff like that. And I had to, like, like it, that was my defense mechanism. Right. Like, somebody will, will cross me. i am like, all right, fuck it. Like, you want to fight? Like, and then, because I knew it would work on 95% of people. You know what I mean? If you showed them that you, I don't care. Right, like I, and at one point I kind of felt like I had a death wish as a child. Right, it's pretty sick. But I'm like, yo, if I died defending my pride, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Or defending my respect, I'm okay. And that was a very sick thought. And it took years for me to start understanding the effect that that had as I got right. older. And then when you start seeing higher stakes, you're like, oh, that's not the smartest way to go. Right. When you're talking to niggas who kill niggas. You know what I'm saying? But like when
1: you're younger, you don't have anything to go off. You're just in survival mode.
0: Because like there was something in me, you know, and then that goes back to the simulation. Like I was only going to respond one way to, you know, everything that was happening to me. I don't think I was ever meant to be another person. Right. But I think I was fortunate enough to get to this point, right. And then to realize that I can affect this change within me. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? And I was trying to get that across to somebody who I know has depression. I'm like, you're still here for a reason, Right. right? Like, don't ever get it fucked up because every day, like, probably 7 million people die, right? Like, and 7 new million people are born and people die from some really fucked up, accidental or purposeful or just... You know, weird ass ways. Like somebody might get stung by a bee and die tomorrow somewhere on earth. Another person might slip and fall off of a cliff while taking a selfie. You never know. But the circumstances and all the parameters that this world and this universe, everything that came together, the mathematical equation that is reality, it came to the point where you are still here today and you actually have a chance. And I'd always try to like let people know that like, yo, this universe put you here for a reason. It's like, I've been studying like why people look at time as a spatial thing rather than this linear clock that runs, right? Because if you look at the way the universe moves and the solar system revolves, mm-hmm. it's about space. It's not really about time. Time is just the way we try to organize our lives. We invented time to try to, try to structure our days and how we live. Right. But honestly, like when you say, like, hey, I sat on this couch four years ago, This couch is not in the same place in the universe that it was four years ago when you sat here. Because our calendar is incorrect. We don't know where in the universe this couch actually was because the earth moves through the universe. The Milky Way galaxy moves through the universe. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about that, and like the universe, and when people say the stars align and that language is so old with ancient people, I think there is something that they understood about reality that we don't understand these days, right. because we're just hard coded with this idea that everything is structured and it's not. It's a beautiful- that's how
1: we're programmed to think. The
0: universe is just beautiful math and it just comes together how it comes together. Like, it, it, like, yeah, and like you said, we're programmed to think a certain way. Our minds were trained to accept that, you know, uh, like if, if it doesn't fall within this thing that I was taught in school, it's not like that. Right. And I've been just, I've really been thanking the universe that I made it. Because there's people who have done far less than me and are dead. And they're never coming back. And I'm just, I'm thankful. Yeah. Like And then, I, like, I'm a believer in God. So I do believe, like, God. But all that, it's like, who's behind the universe? You right. know what I'm saying? And that's how I resolve it. Because he put these circumstances together that allow me to make it this far. Yeah. There's babies that are going to die tomorrow, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what I mean, so that's some appreciation. You gotta be
1: thankful, yo. I didn't, I didn't know how severe
0: an infection could be. Two hundred forty thousand people are dead because of COVID, allegedly, right? Or according to the numbers. You see what I'm saying? Be thankful you're still here. I've been hearing people bitching about jobs and shit like that. I'm like, nigga, you could be dead. Your kids could be just out here in the fucking world, um, sad as fuck.
1: Sometimes, and, and I am not suicidal, but sometimes death. You don't have to deal with all this shit here.
0: Uh, That's true. But you also don't have a chance to make it better. Like, every day you're above ground, you you got a chance.
1: Do you believe in reincarnation?
0: I mean, but you got to wait and find out. I don't want to find out. Shit, I'm here right now. (laughs) I got a bad left knee, but I can still ball like, you know what I'm saying? I want not have to grow all over again as a fucking butterfly with two weeks to live. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Like, yo, yeah, I accept like what I have and I'm grateful for that point. Now, I'm not saying people can't bitch about the little things because I bitch all the time. I just cut some lady out on the road on the way here because she jumped down in front of me and couldn't decide which lane she was in while I was speeding. And I'm like, listen, bitch, don't you see me breaking the law? Like, you won't get us killed. You know what I'm saying? I was mad as shit. But like, Sometimes people get caught up in these little things and then they want to go like do something drastic or take it out on the next person. It's like, yo, dog, if you look at the grand scheme of things, you've survived worse. You've survived worse. Most people who are going through something have been through worse. They just can't get out of this one thing and they they let it consume them.
1: So I have a question for you. Yeah. They asked me when I was in the hospital. If you were to be unresponsive, Mm -hmm. would you want them to bring you back?
0: What are the ramifications?
1: That's all they said. That's, that, that was the question that they asked.
0: I want you to try.
1: You would want to try.
0: And then if I don't want life support and I'm not
1: coming back, then pull the plug, yo. So you would want them to like pump your heart?
0: Yeah, my heart stopped. You CPR, would. motherfucker, yes. I couldn't give her an answer. Listen, my mom was brought back to life. She was? Yeah, she had open heart surgery. She had several massive heart attacks and they, she actually died on the operating table when they had to fix her heart because she was born with a congenital heart defect that usually killed babies before the age of two. Wow. But she was born in 1956, so they didn't know about this. So she's one of only like 1% of people that ever survived this specific defect. So when I was in eighth grade, uh, seventh grade, she died on the operating table and they had to bring her back. You see what I'm saying? And that's, a, that's an amazing thing. And I always think like, what if my mom wasn't here? How would I have turned out? Right. My dad being a single father, the mad kids, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want no other woman around. Like, I don't respect that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was kind of like, I was already like a troubled youth, and that was like the darkest year of my life, watching my mom like, cling to life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With this bleak prognosis. You know what I'm saying? So, she got to sit here, she got to watch grandchildren be born, she got to watch me graduate college, she got to watch everybody prosper. All six kids are fairly successful. You know what I'm saying? So yes, bring me back.
1: Just don't bring me back as a vegetable. Like if if my brain dead. But they don't know. They won't know that until they do testing after they bring you back.
0: But you can like write that out. Like, yo, if I'm
1: invalid, get me out of here, yo. You know what I'm saying? Release me to the release me to the essence. The nurse was like, "Is this something you really have to think about?" I said, "Bitch, hell yeah, yeah, motherfucker, like shit. It's my decision." She was like, "You're so young." I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't want to live here, and I'm all fucked up, and I can't care for myself the same before I can." She said that it. to
0: you. Is this something you have to think about?
1: Yeah, I'm like, "Listen, chill out,
0: <laughs> Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? Like the fuck you
1: mean?" She was like, "I would, I would." St- Think you would say immediately yes? You want us to bring you back? I said no. I don't know if I would.
0: She's out of pocket for even responding like that because you know she also doesn't know your religious beliefs, your right. spirituality, like where you feel like you're at in life. Like that's that's fucked
1: up. And I, my, I guess the biggest question was like by the time I was admitted, I wasn't on any IVs or hooked up to anything. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you think that I would go out? I would be unconscious. What yeah. have y'all done? That would make you ask me that I've been admitted before, and they've never asked me that.
0: I'm gonna ask you this: Are you? Do you fear death?
1: I don't want to die, but I know it's the na- the inevitable.
0: Yeah, I stopped fearing death, yo, and I, and like I had to do the mental gymnastics to it because I had, I've seen death, like I've seen somebody shot and killed, I've seen people die in car accidents, I've seen like dead bodies, like I know what they look like. I know what it looks like when somebody's going from living to dying. I'm watching them, like, all right, you're alive, you're fine. Bang, bang, you're struggling, you can't walk, pass out, gone.
1: Yeah, I watched a person's
0: soul leave their body a few times, like more than once on some bullshit. And I started wondering like, yo, am I getting desensitized? Am I okay? But then I started being thankful that I'm still here, but knowing that, yo, like the universe saw fit to show me that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was part of my journey. To show
1: me that. I ain't prepared
0: for that. But it, it brings you a reality check. Right. It also checks your behavior going forward. It changes your data set because now you're gonna respond to things differently. Yeah. That shit changes you. And it's just up to you whether it changes you positively. But I also would just accept the fact that it's the inevitable and I no longer fear death.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can't say I don't think about it, but I don't think about it like, damn, what if I drove off this bridge right the fuck now? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think about it like, yo, let me do something to precipitate my death. But I'm like, what if like a tractor trailer sideswipes me? Um, you know, God forbid. What am I gonna do, right? Because I almost look at it like I've had so many, like not so many, but people I love have died. Yeah. And they had to go through it. Who am I in the grand scheme of things?
1: It's going to happen to everybody. We all have an expiration
0: And I think that the fear of that can actually restrict how you live.
1: I think a lot of the fear is built in not pursuing everything that you want. Like if I was to die now, I guess it wouldn't matter because I'd be dead. Like I wanted children. Or I want children that
0: is one of my biggest fears dying before I have children
1: But then like to die and leave this child here without me is just like I don't want to do that either.
0: That's a, that's another thing, but think about it It's so many people probably trillions of people or billions of people who have had that happen throughout yeah. time Like soldiers have gone off to war in ancient times and not come back and their children have had to grow up without And only hear them. about the legends of their fathers yeah. So the only thing I can, I'm can i trying to focus on is like, look, I just I want to be able to tell my story while I'm here yeah. and to affect what the, what the outcome will be, like what my name is going to be the day I leave right. to the people that matter. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and that's one of the things I've been focusing on. That's the only aspect of death that I care about because that's the only thing you leave this earth with is your name. I'll always be Chris Miller, born May 23rd, 1984. I'm never going to be anyone else. And I'll be that to the end of time. You see what I'm saying? Because that's the name my parents gave me. Son of Jarrell. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of them things. You know what I'm saying? I I don't fear it anymore, yo. And I like it doesn't mean I don't move cautious. Right. Like I ain't out here jumping in front of bullets and and skydiving. Like I'm scared of motorcycles and shit. Because I'm just like, one of my worst fears is just getting hurt on a motorcycle. Skinning myself up or looking like fucking 2 faced. Or some shit. <laughs> like I don't be wanting to do that, but I don't know that that, that like death. Like it's just like I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to resolve a lot of shit. That's good. That's yeah. growth.
1: But yeah, I just important. be sitting around thinking
0: about that. I be, I'm like a chronic thinker nowadays.
1: I am too. That's why I don't sleep.
0: Oh, see, you gotta sleep though.
1: I can't. My mind won't shut the fuck up. Like I tried to count. I look at you know. The ceiling, I put on music, I try to meditate.
0: I be laying next to women I date like, damn, my fantasy football lineup. Let me check that shit. <laughs> and then it's another 45 minutes of checking out running backs. Like, yo, that shit is the worst, yo. I hate having an overactive mind, but I also love it because I come up with some of the greatest ideas in my creative endeavors.
1: Oh, yes. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, creatively. 100%. like Music-wise,
0: I, I, I wish I could make beats. I wish I knew instruments because i be thinking of some hot shit. I'm like Pharrell on a low. But once I try to get that shit out, it's horrible. Like, that's how I had to stop making beats.
1: So how can you get your thoughts to someone else to create them?
0: I have no fucking idea. Oh. No. I can only like do simple shit like, yo, you see that sample? Move it like this, cut it up, and then let's add some drums to it. And then you figure out what I'm trying to say to you. So it's like almost like I need a translator for a lot of that shit. Okay. Yeah. So I find somebody who can translate. That's all. But back to the selection thing. We are oh. two days away from the possible downfall of American society. Do you think you could survive in like a survivalist sort of way? could you be out there with a field knife
1: just giving it to
0: your neighbors to protect I mean, I your
1: dad? if I had no... No, that nigga gonna protect me. Oh, okay. But I don't know. So
0: is your dad like Sergeant Savage from Black Sheep with the Chris Farley movie? No. Like, is he like one of those military guys no. Like, still stay sharp with it?
1: He won't shut up. Oh, okay. Like, he thinks he's this hardcore-ass old dude. He's not. He's Yeah, soft like Sergeant inside. Savage on uh Yeah, yeah. He's so full of it.
0: Oh, uh, he's soft.
1: But... I don't know. I have a survival kit.
0: Okay, what's in there? Flashlight, rope,
1: nigga, every fucking thing. Oh, okay. Water, batteries, I say water contamination pills, water purifying pills, ah, flares, rope, this little pot, this FM AM radio, batteries, a tent, heated blankets, water, these like, I think they're these calorie bars. They're like thirty five hundred calories for yeah. food. Medicine, first aid kit, it's
0: a whole bunch of shit in there. So I'm gonna give you a scenario. You and your dad, y'all sitting in there, you know, the powers like flickering in and out. The news is telling you to hunker down. This shit could get real, right? You know what I'm saying? Your cat's is bugging. The one, uh, do you still have a living cat? Yes. Okay, your yeah, one cat's just bugging, it's nervous. Somebody kicks open your door with a crowbar. You're sitting there with a field knife. And he says, uh, Give me your survival kit. Do you think you can take that man out?
1: Possibly. Okay. I, I mean, need some
0: weapons. Like
1: I'm giving you a field knife and he has a crowbar. How big is a field knife?
0: A field knife is a good seven, eight inches and it's sharp as fuck. Like, because right. it's meant to cut wood and cut through nature and kill animals and shit. Like, so it can it's, cut it's, flesh. Oh, easy. Okay. Easy,
1: I'm talking like the Rambo joint. Maybe, I've never cut anybody, but you know.
0: Yo, I bought a knife for $2 at Walmart. This motherfucker cut anything. I was cutting branches in the backyard really? the other day. Yes. I want people to know, like, yo, you run up in my crib and I get the drop on you?
1: <laughs> you do you think around. that's what it's going to turn to? If it does, though, that's what you got to do. because uh, We don't have much time to prepare, Chris. I've been preparing
0: mentally. I almost, there's, there's uh, I don't want to see it, but... 5% of me is very curious to see how I would do in a walking dead sort of situation.
1: I would die. I'm out. I'm out the first five minutes. Because I'm trying to start a clan. I'm, I'm going to be
0: that dude. Like, I'm going to be like, listen, y'all, we need to stick together. We're going up in this place first. If they don't want to comply, they got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody got to make decisions, yo. You got to be a pack leader. Or if you're not a pack leader, you got to make sure the pack leader has all of the, the you got to look out for every one of the pack leaders' needs and watch their back. You got to watch your six. I
1: could if it was like a group of people but myself, I wouldn't make it.
0: Yeah, see, I, I wonder. Like, I always wonder that 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 scenario. But I mean, it could get like that one day. You just never know. But I say that to say this, right? I was talking today about somebody and I, I see a lot of people going to the gun range, right? And for somebody that's witnessed gun violence or and know like, I, under, I have an understanding of war and I talk to military people in my family who have been to war and seen people die. Like, shooting that piece of paper People really be thinking they're ready for combat. But I think most people have too much love to kill another human.
1: If it was life or death for me, I'm going to
0: kill you. And I, you see, you have made that decision.
1: Hell yeah. A
0: lot of people go to that gun range, like, oh, I just want to learn how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, they would be like, oh, I want to be ready when somebody run up in my crib. But like, could you shoot a child that ran up in your crib to rob you?
1: I might shoot their foot.
0: Bomadi, that's a, shooting their foot. What if they, st- they can still shoot you? What if they didn't have a weapon? And that's a split second decision. No, a, a child with a gun. And, and, and no, I paint that scenario because it's extreme. But I think there's a lot more people think they're ready for this. And the gun industry preys on that. They prey on your fears and they prey on things like that. And you know, so many industries prey on that. But A lot of people think they're ready to take the life of someone they love. And I don't think they are because I think a lot of people have more love in them than they like to admit. I think people would rather get shot in their back than shoot somebody. Because taking a life, it's tough. Like, I don't think people respect. I don't think people respect how hard it is and the demons that people who kill people and get away with it walk around with every day. You know what I mean?
1: I feel like there are some people who really don't give a fuck though.
0: Yeah, and those people aren't mentally, that's not a normal human thing. Right. That's not normal. That's an emotionless, soulless sort of act. So when I see people like like, I see some of the softest women I've ever seen at the gun And like, yeah, look at me getting ready. You know what I'm saying? I just, I wonder, like, do you have it in you? Like, because what you're preparing for is the worst of the worst, end times. Extreme revolution. Do you have it in you? And you just said you would kill somebody if it's oh, you or them. a
1: 100%. Yeah, I think I would. Like, bottom fucking, there's yeah. no second guessing it. Right. And I've been in
0: life or death situation. I never had to kill anybody. You know what I'm saying? But... I've been in life or death situations, and I've had more of a a fight response than normal. But also, there have been guns drawn on me, and nothing I could do, just take what you need, brother. You know what I'm saying? All of it is replaceable. You know what I'm saying? So I actually know what it's like to be on the edge of existing and not existing. But when I see people, and they're just like, get these guns, get these guns, I'm like, I think there's another way we can program society to avoid this shit. And it's by, you know- Impacting change in your community and demanding better from the people who are in charge, so we don't have to get to this fucking point. Because I don't think a lot of people are really, really ready. Get to the root of it. I think ninety-eight percent of the population is soft when it comes to that, and that's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah,
0: I just think more. There's more love deep down in people than they like to admit, but we don't live in a society that allows people to show that,
1: which is unfortunate.
0: And we might see it Wednesday. I like, and I hate to say it, but I would. If I was a betting man, I'd bet there's going to be a shooting over this election somewhere. And I hate to say that. And I pray for everybody. I want everybody to be safe, especially black people that are living out in the country. You're living out in these remote areas. You're around these militias and all that shit. I'm glad I'm not in Georgia. My whole family is strapped down there. And, and there's some real niggas in there. That like, so they all right. But I'm, and they got pit bulls and fucking wild ass dogs. They got all kind of shit. This is country. But... What I'm saying is the Klan is down there, Uh, this motherfucking, you know, all these anti-government anarchist motherfuckers who are waiting for something like this because they think they can really take this shit over and they got heavy artillery and all that. I want our black people to stay safe.
1: When will we know who won?
0: See, I got a feeling this shit is going to be like 2000. We went through some janky ass shit in 2000 and people think like, oh, I'm scared of what's going to happen. Y'all know they stole an election when I was 16.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: they motherfuckers, the fake ass votes and all kind of shit. George Bush stole an election, then the towers fell the next year. And then we descended into a a 20 year world war. So I want people to understand, we've already been living under some very crucial times.
1: Where's Olivia?
0: Yo, but we've been in this fucking- Save us. We're in this bubble of American comfort. And I don't think we realize like, yo, you've already been living in extreme times. People have died for oil, for drugs, for diamonds and gems and and lithium and all this other shit. Governments have been toppled. Venezuela is, yo, what they're living at, people in Venezuela, their their society is done. It's never going to come back. Syria, never going to come back. Libya, never going to come back. Millions of people have died within the last five years, all because of Powerful countries acting in their own best interest rather than the best interest of everyone.
1: Right.
0: It's just and Donald Trump. he's just stoked the powder keg here. That this shit might just blow back on us, yo.
1: I'm just saying, yo. Wait. So when will we know who the president is?
0: We, we. I don't know because all these mail in ballots. See, this is the this is the um the negative aspect to them rushing and telling everybody vote, vote, mail, mail, mail. How fast can they? count those mail-in ballots. We're not going to know Tuesday night. Accurately, that's what I'm saying. And then when you have a president who already you know, fans the flames of anarchists and white supremacy, which is borderline anarchists, because they're like, "Ah, if it doesn't work all the way for me, then we're not going to do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? They're ready to take this whole shit down if they lose their their foothold or what they feel like they're losing, because they're not really losing anything. You know what I'm saying? They're always going to have more because they, it's been built up generationally. But my thing is, like, he's been fanning these flames. So he's already saying there may not be a peaceful transfer if he doesn't feel like it's a legitimate. So if it's a close election in the swing states, he's going to be demanding recounts. And if they determine that he loses, he's saying he might not transfer power. He might just contest the presidency. So then what does the country do? I don't even know what the protocol is for that right.
1: shit. Has that we- ever happened in history?
0: No, not that I know of. That's the first time for everything. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you forcefully remove a president?
1: Don't stress me out. Don't st- I, I've thought about it, but I haven't really do thought about it. Do you live in it. the White House?
0: No. No. Don't, don't be stressed. Don't be stressed. If they got run
1: down on old Donnie, boy, you know what I'm saying? Code 45, then that's what Have it is. they ever um, boarded stuff up in D.C. before an election?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure at some point. You know what I mean? Like uh, this country has gone through things like British reinvasions and there's probably been some it minor just hasn't riots. Been televised. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm pretty sure at you know during civil rights era there's been some issues. You know what I'm saying? Like when King got killed and Malcolm X and you know what I'm saying? Black people weren't having that ready. shit. We was burning shit up. Usually ready. our own shit, but they was burning shit up cuz they knew what was going on. You know what I mean? But that's my thing like this, this might, it's just, yo, this is a wild time. And that's why I think this, this episode is important. We talked about a lot of things today. And I just think like, yo, this is very important for anybody that hears this before the election or on the day of the election. I'm going to push the shit out of this because I really want people to know like, yo, when you wake up Wednesday morning, no matter what happens, you're going to be in a different world. Bottom line. And your mind state needs to be thinking forward. You should always be thinking surviving in advance, moving forward. Because we've done everything we can to try to educate as many people as we can on why we need a new president. Right. Why we need a change in regime. Right? If they don't get it by now, they're not going to get it. And if we didn't reach enough people, it was going to happen anyway. It was already written. Yeah. The circumstances dictated the universe, the position of the stars and the Earth's alignment and everything, where we are in the universe, it's not meant to be. So we need to be figuring out what our next move is. And this nigga Ice Cube, he also, like... Yo, it's a lot of shit that like people are like yeah 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 we need to do this and do that. It's already too late. It's late in the day, my right. brother. Right? Like,
1: why the fuck did y'all wait so late to stand up for something or to speak on how you feel? Like, we could have been came together like years ago.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't change dinner plans, nigga. We supposed to eat at eight o'clock. Don't change that shit at seven fifty six. I'm like, I'm already at the restaurant and sat down. A little waitress, you know what I mean, with the pimples. You know what I mean? She's trying to fucking take my order and you're like, oh, give me another hour. Like, no, nigga, fucking eight o'clock. It's here. Exactly. It's, it's too here. late. And that's my thing. Like, we, we, it's so much shit and people need to start, stop crying over spilled milk. Stop trying to change what you can't change.
1: Yeah.
0: Move forward. And I, I really hope Black America sees, like, yes, we can affect the vote at the places we actually live we're a representative democracy and we're not everywhere. Right. The states that got Donald Trump over, there's not a lot of black people there. We just in the hoods in the cities and scattered throughout the little countryside. But there's not a lot of black people in a lot of the states that he wanted. So we're just hoping we change the mind of a lot of poor white people. Yeah. And we're hoping white women don't vote against their own interests again.
1: Well, we will
0: find out. Listen, if Biden wins, we really need to celebrate white women, Marty.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I'm down to shower them with champagne. Like Dame I Dash. I
1: don't know about that. I'm gonna get on a yacht. That. It's gonna be big
0: pimping with all white women. I don't know about that. Listen, I'm going to tip every white stripper in Philly. Shut up. I am. I'm gonna go broke. I'm gonna we gotta celebrate white women if Biden gets over. Cause they're the ones that put Trump in office. He was grabbing a body they of pussy. He, they thought
1: he was something that he wasn't. He was grabbing about a body of pussy. He
0: was making fun of uh, handicapped reporters who had uh you know, physical ailments and
1: shit like that. He was like literally he's making fun of He's a fucked around. up person. Yo, he is. He's that guy. On a whole lot of levels, not like just one. Like, I don't know anything good about him. He's that guy that would
0: snatch like a teacher's wig off in high school. Like, he's a fucked yes, up nigga. Like, yo, they pushed you all the way through 12th grade. And you're out here in the world, you know, working at warehouses, fucking causing havoc. Like, yo, he's not supposed to be here. But you know what? He made it through. He slipped through the cracks. And I want people to know something, too. So, what is your? It, it, all right, I'm gonna give you two scenarios real quick before we get out of here. If Trump wins, what is your thought process gonna change to come election day? Like, or oh, what do you think that how you're gonna respond or how you're gonna view things? Do you see a drastic change in how you're gonna operate in your? I don't life? wanna
1: be here anymore.
0: I respect that, and like, I've been I don't thinking don't about that.
1: Live in the United States, but I don't know where I wanna go. And- I feel like I can't really think about it. I mean, I guess I could, but because of COVID, it's not, it's not like I could go visit somewhere and be like, oh, I would love to live here. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: You could apply for citizenship elsewhere. You could Google it.
1: Yeah, but I, I want to visit
0: where I would go. My homie has kept a dual citizenship in Denmark for this very reason. Wow. He lives in Denmark, but if shit fucks up over there, they He'll another Hitler pops up, he can come back here.
1: Canada's closed. We got and Hitler, Hitler so he's in. staying over there. <laughs> Canada, would you live there?
0: There's so much unguarded border. People can get over to Canada. Don't, don't ever think you can't get to Canada. It's the largest unguarded border. Legally?
1: You
0: know, Mighty, at this point, who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? I
1: trying to be stuck in no camp.
0: I feel you. But So if Biden wins, what do you want to see from him and Kamala Harris? Like, what? what is the, the main things that you want to see from that regime?
1: What do I want to see? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you fix where we are right now? Okay. Like America's in distress. So immediately fixing stuff, I honestly- Not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. It may take, if he wins, all of the four years to see some type of change. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't take very long for Donald to fuck shit up. What I want to see and the only thing, no matter who's there,
0: and I don't think a president can really enact this change Mm -hmm. in an immediate sort of way, is a change in ideology. See, we grew up in a system of capitalism that believes the only way you can profit and make it to the top is by exploiting and using people beneath you. Either exploiting labor or exploiting capital
1: mm-hmm. for
0: personal gain. I think there's another way where, like, there is a capitalism where it can work for everybody who wants to work. This is if Biden wins. This is if anybody wins.
1: Well, you know that nigga, the other dude ain't gonna do it. Trump's not going to do that. He's not, what is he going to change?
0: But that's why I preface that with the, it, the change won't happen from the top down, but it happens from the bottom up. So the people are going to have to decide what they want because if Trump we wins- have to, I don't understand
1: it, why as citizens, we don't apply pressure. We don't have to deal with this shit. That's what
0: I'm fucking talking about. We're getting to, we're getting to the meat and potatoes here, Maddie. That's what I'm talking about. People got to stand up and apply pressure. Your local politicians should live in fear. Should live in fear for their careers, fear for their name, fear of being disgraced and for being shamed out of whatever office they're in. People should live in fear. Dirty cops should live in fear. Dirty mayors should live in fear. Dirty judges should live in fear. They should not be allowed to live in nice houses and drive Toyota Camrys and ride around your neighborhoods while they're doing the things that they're doing to you and your people. And all regular people, regardless of race and color, should be applying pressure. Because there is no government if we don't agree to it. Exactly. That's it. We only agree to be ruled.
1: Exactly. If we
0: decide to say, fuck y'all, suck our dicks collectively, like we're not going to fuck but with y'all no more. It's over. it's too many people.
1: Exactly. But like, y'all are tired of this. I'm tired of talking about this.
0: Truthfully though, even though I want to see Trump lose, I honestly think if he wins, we'll be closer to that. Because this is only going to get worse. And there's so many parameters. I'm going to save that for after this election for the next episode. And we'll be able to talk about I it. I agree But with I honestly, with Trump, I think that's when we'll see the breaking point of the American fabric. And maybe
1: that's what the fuck we need.
0: Maybe, Marty. maybe, maybe, just maybe. And here's to hoping, you know what I'm saying? Good luck. We got 48 hours, less than 48 hours. We're, we're under 48 hours until we find out, until mean- all the votes are closed on the East Coast. We're about 48 hours away, yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like, like just stay, you know, let, let, let's come back next week and talk about what the fuck just happened, if there is still a society. I don't want to fuck with your anxiety, though. And I feel like with this episode, we relentlessly chase perfection. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Yeah, too. because we knew full well that we couldn't ejaculate if we didn't permeate the system. Is that what he says? No. All right. Yeah, Get out of here. I feel like I mentally ejaculated all over the listener right now. And Marty, I feel like you, you, you came mentally and spiritually in this discussion. I did. You came all over this podcast. Episode. You did. You busted. And that's what's up.
1: Well guys, we are out. We will see you next week. We would
0: we will see you next week.
1: Hopefully. That's Lord right. willing.
0: Lord willing. Alright. Alright,
1: we out. Peace. I'm who good people burp. Wait. The
0: guy you keep in touch with. Burp Pooh. Say what I want, because I got the right to. Even if it's wrong, I
1: say it in the right way. and I don't give about your wrong thoughts. Hearts in the right place. That ain't wrong, right? Right. 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 Ah! <laughs>